Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mandory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. And we are celebrating good times. <laughs> Come on. That was... can't Copyright. play too much music. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know where the limit is. Um, yeah, which that's it. Okay, that's all you can hear. Yep. All right. But if I play so, it at eight seconds a pop, then it's fine, right? You love a loophole. Okay. All right. <laughs> really, there's not. You don't really get a lot of it. No, you don't. I think that's the point. Well, look, uh, if anyone here is uh, trying to record this onto an audio cassette to have a copy of Cool in the Gang Celebration, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's on you. Yeah. So. What were we celebrating? Um, First day of October. Happy spooky month, everyone. Yep. Rocktober. Spocktober. 
Doctober. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really just all happening right now. Yep. Yep. There's yep. a chill in the air. It was only 90 degrees today. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Los Angeles. Oh, God. It's supposed to cool down, I think, over after the weekend. It's supposed to cool down sometime after Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Guess what? What, honey? Next Thursday, yes. the high is 68. You got very uh, Hebrew there. Next Thursday, the high, the high is 68. Uh, how are you, everybody? Um, yeah, look, lots happening over here. We've done yet another nanny transition. Yep. As our child gets to know yet another stranger. Um, look, I think it went pretty much as well as it could have gone. It was very funny when he came in the house and saw her and decided to hide in his stroller. He, like she not wasn't in a, not in a scary. He was like he smiled and was like yeah, he was oh, like being coy. Oh yeah, this person yeah. <laughs> then he went and tried to crawl on the bottom of his stroller. He, then, he, then we all said, "Where's Henry? Where'd Henry go?" Yeah, because he likes to play that game. Yeah, and then he went into his playroom by himself for a little while. For a little while. Because we were, uh, you might not believe this, everyone, but I, when Dory and Henry came home from preschool, I was standing in the kitchen with our new nanny and Bo. What? Yep. How did we do it? You heard it. Rugs. E. <laughs> well, yes. We all took E. <laughs> And uh, Bo was just really into it. No, um, yeah, we're doing. You know, we're doing the whole thing we have to do with Bo, which is like, here's a bunch of cheese, a long drawn out process. Let's do this forty five times, and then he'll eventually be used to you. Yeah. So we had her meet him last weekend, mm-hmm. which went pretty well. I would say it went. Very well last weekend. Yeah. And I would say that it went very well today. I was going to say it went even better, but I did not love the way he greeted her outside. He snapped at her. Yeah. He was like, you know, barking. And then, you know, once he smelled cheese, he was like, what? Oh, I need to just sit. But it sounds like she handled it really well. She absolutely did. So that she, is also very reassuring. She was a She was a pro. Of following the rules. Yep. Not staring at Bo. Yep. Not, you know, trying to appear larger than Bo. <laughs> well, people just want to like pet him and like get in his face and like that is the scariest thing to him. Yeah. And me. Thank you. <laughs> you don't want to be petted and, and no, people get really. in your face? Oh. Not really. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, I... It's like a whole process. If anyone who's a longtime listener of the podcast knows that our dog doesn't like people, we've we had like three, no, two trainers. And we've had th- we've had yeah two trainers, one veterinary behaviorist, and we have developed this method, a sort of a, a mix of all of their thoughts. On how to get Bo to 
acclimate. Yes. And, you know, Andy Secunda, who I do the Star Trek podcast with, was actually the test patient. Remember? That's right. Yes. Andy came over to be a stranger. Yeah. He, he played the role of a stranger. Yes. And he nailed it. Yes. Thanks to Andy Secunda's school of specific acting. Um, yeah. So... You know, gradually the list the list of people on Bo's approved list is, is is getting slowly longer. Is it though? Yeah. I don't think it is. I mean, well, I guess obviously it is. Yeah. But it's like incredibly slowly. Yes. And also there's some people who were on the approved list before the pandemic where which like I'm I not think sure he'll if they're still, still be good. You do? I think if Andy came over, Bo wouldn't care. I well, just... Bo would be like super excited, I think. Mm, I don't know. I think I... we'll try it. Andy, come over. <laughs> I mean, Kate also. He was good with Kate. Yeah. So. But what I'm saying about, you know, Andy was like the original cheese giver. Right. Yes, yes, yes. You know? And um, he just, anyway, so like literally Bo's list of approved people is four people. Outside of the immediate family. It's Kate, Holly, Andy, and uh, Mary Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only people who could come over. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? He got along with Sammy also when they came yeah. over. And your parents last time, you know, and the last time that, the last time my parents were over pre-pandemic... He was okay. He was fine. Yeah, he didn't. Well, My that was also, you know, that was also when he was still very protective of baby Henry. Yes, and but like my parents knew how to handle yes, the dog, yes, yes, yes. and like we're like, okay, yeah. you want to bark at me, right? <laughs> yeah, and he's seen my parents during the pandemic, and we had to reintroduce them, but then after that, he was fine. Yes, but it was still like a little bit of a process, so that when my parents came out like three weeks later, it was like, yeah, just, like let's, let's just. Have Bo stay overnight at the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think when my dad comes in a couple of weeks, we're gonna we'll see. Keep him. Who's who's keep your dad? We're gonna keep your dad. <laughs> yes, we won't send my dad to the chateau. <laughs> Although he might have a great time there. <laughs> Would he be in the big dog room or the little? I dog think room? he'd have a great conversation with all of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I am. I'm optimistic, actually, about. About the prospects of, of the nanny, the new I, nanny. I and... am in many ways. Number one, she's she's um, has the ability to work a normal schedule. Oh, um, I was just talking about Bo. But I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm optimistic like, I'm, about I'm her. I'm putting it all in there because this normal schedule, right? If you combine this with Beauregard. Yes. It's, it's, it it's, becomes... It's changing our lives. It literally becomes this like... Wow. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The only annoying thing is like, the, are we still going to do Tuesday and Thursday of him at the Chateau? Um, well, we had been doing Wednesday and Thursday because of right. my recording schedule. Yes. Because... I forgot he annoys you. During, during, the, the, during the day, he's very annoying because you don't see it because you're yeah. out here. He's in and out. Right. Yeah. And with me, it's like if someone, if we get a package or... Right whatever he freaks out and i feel like nine to, I'm, I'm sure i'm exaggerating but it felt like nine times out of ten it was 
during Henry's nap and or while I was recording. Yeah. And so we just started sending him on Wednesdays when I had like a bunch of back-to-back recordings. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I guess ideally I would like to do that still. Um, but even having him home three days would be better than having him home zero days. Having him home, you know, even one day would have been great. Yeah. But like this really does, because for the last God knows how long. Six months. Since... um seven months holly went on to bigger and better things seven months it we've had to because they never quite clicked we've had to take Bo to the chateau every single day we've had to take every day of the weekday and their hours initially at the start of the pandemic were nine to four five no, nine to f- no ten no nine to five nine to five so then because of this we built our nanny's hours around this bow schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Which then she de facto took as, well, I only work till this time. So when the Chateau's hours got extended, didn't help the nanny situation. Right. And like the idea of like not having to get back to the house in time to intercept bow. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the other thing too, is like, even if he did go like on Wednesday, for example, like, we we could we wouldn't have to get him out before she got here. Right, could take him at her leisure. Yeah, leisure, everybody. So that is the key to what I think is a, a full life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a nice balance of leisure. Mm-hmm. Also, saying it like that, leisure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you say leisure or leisure? What do you say? Leisure. No, I say leisure. But remember in um, train spotting. Did you see Train Spotting? Yeah. He said, "My pleasure is other people's leisure." Yeah, I mean, leisure is the way to say it. I always remember that for some in the reason. Uck, you know, the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that that yeah, and Henry uh, today. Yeah, he was good with the. He had he a good. he had a great day. He had a day that I was f- fascinated by the fact that it was mostly here. Hmm. Um. Well, after you got home from preschool. Yeah. But like, then I was like, you see, like when I'm just like, it's as long as you're, he doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. He's like, if you're going to. Sometimes he asks to go to the park. Yeah. But like, for the most part, if he's got something to do out here. Yeah. And is engaged with either the trash barrels. Yes. Sidewalk chalk, golf balls, the pool, whatever. Mm. He's right as rain. Totally. And then they went on a very exciting walk this afternoon. Trash day, everybody. Because today's trash day. And I saw not just a trash truck, but a dump truck. Whoa. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I don't understand why he likes trash trucks so much. (laughs) I really don't. Like, although, I mean, I I don't know. I get the, the, the obsessiveness of like wanting to watch that the specific trash trucks video mm-hmm. and like, he's never like half interested in it. Mm-hmm. He's always fully engaged. Yes. <laughs> and can tell like, this is an hour long video of multiple trash trucks. And he is, he'll be like, now it's like, he'll be like, fall down, fall down. And then you'll watch. And then that truck will 12 seconds later, put down a barrel and it will fall down. 
Or he'll say red one, and then the next truck will be a red truck. Yeah, he knows. He knows when this is happening, which is wild. I also, but again, I don't, I don't know what's what he finds so fascinating about them. I guess it's because he. I mean, it probably helps that he has that trash truck toy. Yeah, that like does the same thing. I think the the excitement of something going, getting picked up, mm-hmm. dumped out, and then put back down, because he has always enjoyed like dumping things out and putting them back in. Like that's always been something that he's been into. Yes. So yeah. I think the fact that there is this big mechanical thing doing it. I took a video, a two and a half minute video of him today, taking my practice golf balls, and picking them up two to four at a time and throwing them in the pool. And I showed it to Henry afterwards and I've never seen him so engaged. And he laughed so hard when, when video Henry bounced the ball. (laughs) When I was giving him a bath tonight, he, so now he has the light up golf balls in the bathtub and he, threw one and then it came back into the bathtub like on a bounce Mm -hmm. and he like doubled over it with laughter (laughs) (laughs) like that was the funniest thing he had ever seen it was was pretty cute actually yeah he's uh, he's uh you know he's a cute kid he's having a uh, it's hard to say when he's living his best life, but he usually involves trash or the outdoors. Or climbing. Or climbing on something, yeah. Um, but that's what that's what uh, having a little boy is like. Well, I mean... Apparently. I don't mean to be like, this is, what, this is a boy thing. Well, I will say that just from like watching children mm-hmm. <laughs> interact... Mm-hmm. And like seeing your, you, you know, my my nephew and nieces and your nieces and nephew, mm-hmm. you, you just there's something, and being a you know, boy uh, at one point in my life, mm-hmm. I was a little boy. Like we're insane. Mm. Like we do the stupidest things Henry. that are always going to result in us probably getting injured. Henry does do some stupid things. <laughs> That's accurate. This like now when he comes in, now when he, he knows he knows he's not allowed to touch a candle if it's lit. Like he's he knows that now. So when he comes in and these candles are not lit, he gets very excited because that means it. he can touch them. So then he like yes today yesterday he took these two candles outside and placed them right in front of the doorway. Oh my gosh. And uh, he was into that. And then he took them and placed them there. And then today when they were still there, uh-huh. he was so excited. He was like, candle, not lit. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> anyway. Okay. That's your catch up. That's what's happening over here. Yep. <sighs> well, before we take a little break, should we remind everyone about the various things that various ways they can connect yeah if you'd like to connect with the show you could do so dory matt at gmail or matt and dory gmail you could also leave us a voicemail those are handy you know we can play those on the air 413-461 baby you can text us there too you could text it you want to send a little message that you don't feel like firing up an email app you know Mm -hmm. you don't want to dial up to the Mm -hmm. uh to aol Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you just send us a text yeah uh and 
Otherwise, your great resources for the infertility uh, journey, adventure, <laughs> ridiculousness that we were all have been on at one time or another is mm-hmm. available to you on Facebook at facebook.com. Slash groups. Slash Excellent Adventure. Yep. I don't know. It feels very weird saying Facebook.com. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, just head over to the site that single-handedly ruined the world. And right there, you can go ahead and uh Oh, I also just want to mention, on our Patreon now, you can buy an annual membership or whatever, I guess. And you get like, I think you get 10% off if you buy the, if you buy it annually. That's, that's a good, good information. Yeah. If you want to save a little bit. Yeah. 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 That's news to me. I didn't know that existed. Yeah. They now have these annual things. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool. How about that? Yep. All right, everyone. And that's it. Oh, that's at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, the stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, 
All I'm saying is, you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody, we're back. Hello. And now it's time for people named you guys to hear from them. Yes, yes. Sentences are good. (laughs) Well, first we're going to hear from Jessica, who writes, Hello. Mm -hmm. I'm writing in regards to the young woman who wrote in about not ovulating. I decided Christmas Day 2017 I wanted to have... Can we call it novulating? Thank you. (sighs) Goodbye. And everyone has turned off the podcast. So it's just me and you, honey. I might leave also. Oh, just me. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided Christmas Day 2017. I like that there's an exact date fixed there in her mind. Well, look, I think uh, memory is strong. Yeah. I wanted to have a kid. I was 33. I got off birth control and started testing my ovulation, and I didn't get a positive strip until January 2018 meaning no ovulation and no period for 13 months. Wait a second. Mm, This is off. Yeah. I'm going to say she meant to say 2019. Or she meant Christmas Day 2016. I've decided 2019 is correct. Okay. Because of the following sentence. I started seeing an RE after a year with no ovulation. I went through a battery of tests and tried medication to jumpstart ovulation. I did have five large fibroids removed, but that didn't impact anything. Regarding the ovulation. Right, yes. At this point, I started ovulating every four to six months. In September 2019, she said we should give it six more months, then go right to IVF in March 2020. Oh, I remember March 2020. Mm, Yes. She said the only thing she thought it could be was my stress level, both physical and mental slash emotional, that was preventing my body from ovulating and to give it some time to relax. I had a very high stress job in New York City at a startup, and I was also extremely fit and very into fitness with a low body fat percentage. I changed to a boring but lucrative corporate sales job and bought an Apple Watch to cap my exercise to a minimum. You're the only person that's ever bought an Apple Watch to cap their exercise. I gained four pounds, I know, barely anything, which lowered my cortisol, changed my hormone profile, and gave my body the energy to ovulate. I got four consistent cycles, and Christmas Day 2019, I had a positive pregnancy test. Basically, I don't really know which stressor it was, but I was functioning at such an intense frequency, my body couldn't spare the energy to ovulate. Jesus. Just something to think about. While I regret how hard I was on my body, I ended up getting the right baby for me. (laughs) (laughs) Hope that can shed light for anyone in a similar position with the lack of ovulation. I really had to change a lot of intrinsic behaviors, but it was totally worth it. P.S. I was the first caller into your Forever 35 quarantine pod who was pregnant with COVID. Positive March 21st, 2020 from working in Manhattan. Yay. He's a thriving 13-month-old now. Wow. That's uh, pretty wild. You've got COVID and a baby. Yeah. Mazel. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember this. I remember when she wrote in. I, uh, I'm just like kind of jealous of her non-ovulating period of time where she was so fit. Mm. Sounds stressful though. Well, apparently it was. Yeah. Causing other health problems. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you for that email, Jessica. All right. This is from Teresa. Do you want to take this one? I can. Sure. Pause the pod. 
just writing in to share my experience regarding a listener who wanted to wait at least a week before having visitors over to the house. I added the to the house part, everybody. My husband's parents live in town, so we didn't have to worry about them staying over and hovering. However, my family lives four hours from us. Also Minnesota-born. Smiley face with uh, blushing, I guess. And, of course, wanted to meet their first grandchild as soon as possible. My son's due date was a Monday. So originally, we requested that they give us a week so my husband and I could bond with our newborn son, and then my mom could stay once my husband went back to work. He only had a week off. Hello, America. Mm. That way I had time, uh, sorry, that way I had someone to help uh, care for our little one and give me a break when I needed it. I ended up having to be induced since I was over a week past my due date. And now because my son was born on a Wednesday morning and my husband had taken the whole week off already, we didn't want, oh my God, so we only got a half week off. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And we didn't want to get the whole week before they came over, but they did still initially respect our wishes and waited until at least the weekend to show up (laughs) with our permission. Son was born at the end of April, April 21st, very close to Henry. And the hospital wasn't allowing visitors. And that was really nice to have time together with just the three of us without people randomly showing up and me feeling and looking like shit. I guess what I'm trying to say is to speak your mind, set your boundaries, let them know your wishes, and ask that they be respected. I, I, they will have plenty of time to interact with you and the child and will have more fun if you are happy and not irritated uh, that they are being respectful of your choices and boundaries. Love the podcast. Been listening since the early days. Uh, where donors, patrons got their names read in a fun random fact from Matt. Wow, that was, that was a lot of stuff. That, mm-hmm. was, that was stressful for me. Yeah. <laughs> I always enjoyed those, especially when he gets really closely. <laughs> <laughs> That's Cerise from Wisconsin, 1,600 square feet, husband, five-month-old son, dog, cat, loads of cheesy Oscar Mayer hot dogs. Do those count? No, because they're beef. But I'm a, 30-year-old, uh, I'm a 30-year-old child and love them in my mac and because cheese. Because I'm a 30-year-old child. All right. Yes, thank you. Five hot dogs, her meal cut up, mixed in, shared with my husband. And wow. Me. So that's two and a half. Uh, I'll probably only live till I'm 40. <laughs> with all the time I shared off my life. P.S. Uh, side note, random thought. Uh, ignore or leave in. Well, here we go. Uh, it doesn't matter. Can we refer to anti-vaxxers as pro-plaguers? Sure. <laughs> uh, and I'm not being specific to the COVID vaccine. <laughs> it sounds a lot more. They are dangerous to everybody else. Yes. <clears throat> now, uh, that, that, that still your husband taking a week off and like having to take that specific week off is wild. Yeah. And indicative of the horrors of uh, employment uh, rights here in the great country of uh, America. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, uh, congrats on the, on the five month old and also congrats on the ridiculous amount of cheesy hot dogs you're eating. <laughs> um, I do like this advice, like speak your mind, set your boundaries, let them know your wishes and ask that they be respected. It's good practice to get into, I think. It sounds like you're like reciting some sort of... Uh, a mantra. Yeah, a mantra <laughs> or like uh, some sort of oath. Uh, totally. But uh, yeah, it's all good advice. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we got a voicemail on this topic. All right. Then so ready to be fired up. All Bye. right. Hello. I'm just calling um, in response to the the emailer last week who emailed about her parents coming for a week after baby was born. Um, I thought your tip of uh, Airbnb is great. Um, and I also just want to add one more thing. Um, we had both 
my parents and my in-laws come visit after the baby was born. We had a total of three weeks um, with grandparents staying in our house. Um, so I wish, I wish I'd known about your Airbnb tip at the time. <laughs> um, but one thing I did want to suggest is when you're talking about dates, give yourself a few weeks um, after your due date just because it really helps. We, we did it accidentally. We, um, we didn't want our parents um, coming out too soon just in case the baby wasn't born in time and we were just sitting around and they both had to fly, so we had to set up flights and, and all that stuff. Um, and then our baby came early, so we accidentally had a couple of weeks before grandparents came. And it was just really nice to be able to settle into our little routine with just the three of us. Um, and also that's the time when, yeah, I was walking around and, and God knows what with who knows what all over me. Um, so it was just really nice not to have to worry about people around them. And then once we kind of got into a little bit of a routine, then it was good to have that help and have, you know, somebody cook and clean. Um, I also say, yeah, and Matt and Dory, you pointed this out too, like if they do not, do not worry about entertaining them or cooking for them or cleaning, you just had a baby, you gave them a grandchild and that's enough. Um, so depending on how helpful they may be, that could also put things into um, a different perspective. Um, yeah, that's it. I just want to add a little little bit of tidbit that I really found a couple of weeks just to ourselves um, was very helpful. But then also having a grandparent come out was was helpful in its own right as well. All right. Thank you. Bye. It's a double helpful sword. Mm-hmm. I don't remember... Um, what the time frame was between Henry being born and one of our parents coming. I think my parents came when he was 10 days old. Oh, wow. Can't even like, I don't remember. But that was only like four days after we left the hospital. No, it was like five days after we left the hospital mm. or something. Because he was born on Wednesday and we left the hospital Saturday. Oh, wow. We were there for a while. And we got there Monday night. Oh. And and they, like, we could have stayed till Sunday. But no, you thanks. you especially really get me out of here. Well, I was sleeping on the floor. I know, it was very uncomfortable. Every night. Um, I could barely walk, so that was... Yeah, I mean, look, I think ultimately <laughs> it was the right amount of time for us. <laughs> um... <sighs> Yeah, this is all good advice. It is. I think the uh, interesting thing, too, to think about is like how, you know, gauging how helpful your parents are going to be or not going to be in that period of time is very difficult. Yeah. They could surprise you. They could also fall into their old bags of tricks. Um, but I generally find that uh, usually they'll rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. TBD though on you guys as parents. I do. I. Th- I mean, this is not. I think both of our sets of parents have been very helpful when they've been here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard of other people's experiences where that was not the case, and I do think that sometimes, um, like certain parental tendencies can get exaggerated after a kid comes. Like if if someone was like self centered before, then they become like even more self-centered, like when the grandkid shows up. Mm. 
Interesting. I don't know. I've just heard like some horror stories. Look out for that, everybody. So I don't know. It might not matter. Caution. This is a cautionary tale, <laughs> everyone listening. All right. Uh, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a tiny little break and we'll be right back again. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Back. See, it wasn't so bad, was it? It was not. Oh, someone's writing from Cardiff. That's fun. <laughs> anyway. All right. Is that our next email? Uh, our no. next email is from Lauren. Yes. Um, and this is an email about weight loss. So if that is a topic you don't want to hear anything about, then fast forward. May I? You want to take this one? Fast forward? You may, yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. This is from Lauren. Hi, Matt and Dory. Hope you are both doing well. Dory, just so you know, loved your new book and recently really got into Forever 35. You're a creepily big part of my weeks now. <laughs> I wrote this past June after my first failed cycle, only one embryo that did not take. I explained that my doctor has suggested that while I decide if I want to start again with a new cycle, that I should take the time to focus on weight loss. He pretty much said he thinks our poor results may have been because of my weight and that the medication didn't work as well as it should have. In my opinion, fair, but super easy to blame it on my weight, right? He also told us there is nothing my husband could uh, should change to increase our chances, even though it's male factor that has us doing IVF in the first place. That kind of felt like a gut punch as and as if my husband can't make any lifestyle changes, but I have to make them all. In the meantime, I've started treatment for my eating disorder. After life spent dieting, losing weight and gaining it back, I realized that crash diets, low carb eating, over exercising and repeating the diet slash binge cycle was obviously not solving my weight issue. So I've been working on that eating disorder recovery while hoping also that this leads to weight loss. Just to be clear, I have a lot of weight to lose, even though everyone in the eating disorder community would tell me not to focus on weight, but I feel stuck. I've only lost 10 pounds, uh, far from the 30 plus pounds I think my RE wanted, and I'm trying to navigate slow and sustainable weight loss while not wanting to wait months and months to start a new IVF cycle. I guess I just want to put out the egg signal to see, will weight loss really help my chances or am I just wasting time? And should just go ahead with another round. Are there any REs out there who know or people who have experienced well over a 30 BMI going through IVF? Help. I've struggled with even wanting to try for another round, but this whole weight issue just adds so much complexity to it. Love you guys and the pod. Sorry if this was rambly. Well, any REs out there? (laughs) I mean, I have some thoughts. Please go. My first thought is that BMI is like a racist, outdated measure and people should not be using it and it doesn't like really mean anything you can be very healthy and have a high bmi okay so that's number one number two this has been discussed i think quite a bit in the facebook group um so if you're not in there i would head over there and either do a search or you know post because I think a lot of people have had similar experiences. My personal feeling is that you should find a new doctor if that is something that is possible for you. 
I feel like this like knee jerk reaction to blame everything on weight is just like very problematic. Well, I mean, it's sort of an underlying issue that I think affects uh, everything. It's like, you know, and this is just, just my ramblings as someone who has struggled with their weight their entire life. To me, it's like, you know, you take your car in because uh, the brakes squeak, but they look and you you don't have an engine. It's like, well, yes, your brakes squeak, but let's fix this engine first. <laughs> and ultimately, no engine's not causing the brakes to squeak. It's just like, well, I need to, you know, it's not a great analogy. And uh, take that with a grain of delicious salted butter. Um, but I don't know. It's like sort of, it's like the idea of like getting an organizer and cleaning the house. It's like, well, we should clean the house first. Yes, but we have too much stuff, so we need an organizer. It's this, it's this like whole, you know, it's like chicken and the egg. Who knows? Again, my rambling thoughts. No, I, I, I agree with you. I think because I think weight becomes this like very easy thing to blame, and it makes doctors not look for like the actual cause of a health problem. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just there's so many stories out there of like people going in to see the doctor and the doctor's like dismissing their um their issues Mm -hmm. and just saying well you're overweight and then it turns out like they had cancer you know and they like because the doctor like refused to do a cat scan or something you're talking you're you know you're talking to someone who's been there and also doesn't as a result enjoy going to doctors yeah i know and i wished i wish we could find you a doctor that would not be a jerk follow up to that i wish i could lose a consistent amount of weight and stay healthy at a, at a, at a quote-unquote healthy size there you go you know a big study just came out that said that if you are quote-unquote overweight and i put that in quotes because like what is overweight really um but you exercise you're healthier than if you're constantly dieting that that makes sense I mean, because you're just like crashing yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, all right. Look, do we have an answer? No. Dory's suggestion of finding a different doctor, I think, is probably the best one you're going to find here. Yeah. So there you go. Thank you very much for writing in. All right. Um, do you want to take this next one? Where is it? From Anonymous. Uh, this this High Matt and Dory, this one here? Yes, yes, yes. I Matt and Dory have been following the journey for years, despite not trying to conceive. 30 years old, my partner and I are now planning to try for our first baby. In the spring of next year. Don't know if it's because I've been listening to the podcast for so long or I've got into my head that we won't be able to conceive. Oh, boy. I've always had a regular cycle. Partner, 33, and I are both typically healthy. Question is, is there something we should do in preparation for trying for a baby? Right about taking supplements, tracking ovulation, reducing alcohol consumption, but am I just uh, getting stressed over nothing? Will tracking my ovulation just get me more worked up? That's from Anonymous. Uh, 1800 square feet in Cardiff, Wales, home of Doctor Who. Uh, partner and I, an old grumpy cat, and a three year old dog. Too many hot dogs to count. Interesting. UK hot dog consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, I think you're pre you're putting the cart before the horse here in your worries. Yeah. <laughs> Which I get, you know, you listen to this podcast, you're going to worry about it constantly. Um tracking your ovulation, I think theoretically should help regarding like when is the right time to try. Mhm. But I would say don't panic until you have to panic. Yeah. Take that advice from someone who's constantly panicking. So <laughs> Um, I mean, I think you're, you said you're planning on trying for our first baby in the spring of next year. I would, I would just like not do anything super drastic between now and the spring of next year. Try for, you know, you could, you start tracking your ovulation, like Matt said. And then if six months to a year go by and nothing's happening, then you can talk to a doctor. But like, I think the fact that you have a regular cycle you know you could if you wanted to you could have your partner do like an at-home sperm analysis just to make sure that his but also like stuff is try done. first yeah but try first this is really all i'm saying totally just try first no you're right and then figure out if you need to worry about it yeah okay that's my advice thank I you hope to visit cardiff one day Matt. thank you um okay this is from anna mm-hmm I'm answering regarding the long cycle and should we start trying signals? Sorry, listen to the podcast and exam and many hours ago. So my recollection recollection might be lacking. Not from personal experience as I'm a 20-year-old single college student. Nice. With no interest in having children anytime nice. soon, if ever. Also, I have very regular periods. Dope. But I have a media recommendation. The YouTuber Hannah Witten, that's W-I-T-T-O-N, is sharing her fertility journey as a woman in her late 20s who had super long periods too. She is very open about it all. And recently got diagnosed with polycystic ovaries. So the listener might be able to connect ah. with her. Now on to me. I probably very much don't fit the target demographic. I'm neither trying to get pregnant, nor do I ever plan on going to a Disney park. <laughs> but your podcast is an integral part of my Monday morning routine. I listened to the whole back catalog when I first started listening in 2019. And I'm so glad you allowed all your listeners to follow your journey. I learned a lot and could provide more PGS testing facts than the teacher in our philosophy class about the ethics and regulations around it. It's not allowed in Austria. Oh, She's in Austria. I, yeah, I figured. Yes. Um, she is in 1,615 square feet, 150 quadrat meters for all people living <laughs> in metric with three people and two chickens about to be more. Zero hot dogs. They aren't really a thing here. And I know Matt wouldn't count anything I could pitch. That's very true. Um, and then <clears throat> she followed that up with another email saying... PGS isn't illegal per se in Austria, more heavily regulated. You can't do it before you have had three miscarriages or three failed oh, IVFs. Oh, that's interesting. Or one of the parents is a carrier of a certain list of genetic diseases. I personally find it very interesting how different legislation around pre- reproduction is here, Austria and Germany, compared to the U.S. Personally, I'm very unsure how to feel, but I definitely see how the system here does put blocks in the fertility treatments of people that would heavily benefit from them. On another hand, I do understand why that there is a lot of hesitancy to open doors due to historic reasons. Um, she said this isn't necessary for the podcast, but you know. Look, still no hot dogs also. Yeah. Uh, you guys have had a history of trying to find genetically perfect things. And uh, I get it, you know. Yep. You know, regarding the current season of Bake Off, I refer to the two top contenders as the axis of evil. <laughs> He does. <laughs> Jurgen and uh, Giuseppe. Yep. Uh, which really tickles me every time. I find it very funny. <laughs> um, 
Anna, thank you. I, I do always like to hear from listeners in other countries about how IVF operates there. So it's always very interesting to me. Um, yeah, I mean, some things you don't think, give a second thought to. People are always like, well, we can't do that over here. Yeah. Or also like, uh, you know, you just put your name in and then they, it's free. Right. <laughs> totally. So. <laughs> um, okay. This is from Monroe. Mm -hmm. Monroe says, I'm a newer listener to the podcast. Introduced to the oh, show. Wait, I do want Anna to write back and tell us how the frick she found us. Oh, great question. 2019, you start listening to the back catalog. Like, what did you stumble upon? Mm. I'm going to have to guess Forever 35. But how did she stumble on Forever 35? Again, 18 year old Austrian college student. This is, these are all questions I, I need answers. I actually don't think she came in through Forever 35. Well, what the hell do you think she came in through? I, maybe she, like, maybe it was recommended to her on, you know, her Some podcast algorithm? app. Yeah, like, who knows? Mm. But I'm curious. Anna? Let us know. Hit us up. Um, okay. Monroe says, I'm a newer listener to the podcast introduced to the show as my fiance has podcasts on throughout the night and yours happened to be the one I decided to start listening to regularly. Wow. So in November, we are getting married and are going to Disney World and Universal for our honeymoon. I'm not used to vacations that are over a week long and I get tired easily. So <laughs> although I am excited to visit Disney and Universal for the first time in over 10 years, I'm anticipating a lot, which is causing a lot of stress for my fiance and I, and I don't want to make her dread the upcoming vacation. Some of my worries include fear over missing so much work, although it has been approved, my excessive daytime sleepiness, which usually is okay when I'm very busy and active, and sticking to my low-fat diet while still enjoying myself as I'm recovering from acute pancreatitis, which I was hospitalized for in, for eight days in May and had a flare-up in July. Yikes. A lot of these worries are exacerbated by being neurodivergent, but I really am looking forward to the trip. Luckily, my fiance's man of honor will be joining us at Disney, so if I'm ever too tired, I can have fun taking photos of them on rides, or I can chill at a gift shop. I guess my question here is, from your experiences at Walt Disney World, do you have any tips for a person like me who wants a nice balance in between being adventurous slash highly active but not overwhelming myself? Because I know that if I overwhelm myself and or get sick, that will be horrible for my fiance and her man of honor, and I don't want them to have those bad memories. Also, I want to enjoy this to the fullest as well. Thank you both so much. And also about Henry's tooth, although I'm not a parent yet, I can say my parents definitely had multiple similar incidents between my brother and I. Best Monroe. And he is living in upstate New York, I think in 1,172 square feet with my fiance and two amazing cats. I've only had plant-based hot dogs. Well, then you haven't had hot dogs. <laughs> so that's your answer to that. Uh, Let me tell you, it's possible to do the things you're discussing. Uh, planning in some time to go back to the hotel is always welcome. You're going to find that when you get there, it's a lot. So if, especially if you're getting out to the park early, it's going to be like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Uh, a couple of years back, when Dory and I went, five, six years back, when we went for our, my friends were getting married down there, and uh, we stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, pretty far from everything, but also, like, we made time to, like, come back to the hotel. I, like, I did, I, like, ran, like, three miles outside in Orlando for, like, couple of times that week that you're that was when i was you know a human who cares <laughs> um and the gym you know the gym at the animal kingdom lodge was actually pretty good too 
Um, that's it. So yes, there are gyms at the at the hotels, um, and you know, especially if it's like you're going to one of the parks that has like extra hours, you can just like chill, like go back to the hotel, get your nap on, and head back out. Mm-hmm. It's the beauty of the re-entry ticket. Yeah. As far as eating healthy is concerned, you can do it. It's possible. There's 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 a decent amount of stuff out there, plant based and otherwise. Yeah, it's certainly more than there used to be. I think. Yeah, I would guess that uh, they paid no mind to gluten back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> or like vegetarianism. Yeah, yeah. There's some good veggie options. Uh, you know, you can get a veggie ronto wrap at uh, Galaxy's Edge if you want. Mm. And then on the universal end of things, I've stayed there as well. Um, there, it's easier to get back to your hotel to, to snooze because everything's like very close. Mm. So, depending on which hotel you're staying at, you know, you can sort of plan your return times at that, you know, based around those. About like, also, if you're at like the contemporary Magic Kingdom day, you can totally just walk back to the hotel. Yeah. Get your snooze on, head back out. I would also say, yeah, I mean, I, I echo everything Matt said. And I, I think also sometimes people have this feeling of like, I need to do, I need to like go on as many rides as I can and like try to like jam things in. And I think you should just kind of go in with a chiller attitude. Yeah. Don't worry. It'll be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. As we said this week, it is celebrating 50 years on the planet. So. I mean, just, it's going to be there. It's going to be okay. Um, do we have time for one more voicemail? Yeah. Okay. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. This is Penny from Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> thank you for playing my voicemail last week. Um, a little clarification on why you're maybe seeing more posts on people saying if their kids should do in design or traditional braces. Um, technology has come so far ahead that Invisaligns can do a lot that traditional braces used to do. And uh, my son actually had a very narrow upper and lower jaw, and so it would have been a lot of metal in his mouth to mm-hmm. widen his jaw so that there's enough place for his adult teeth to come in. And so we chose to do Invisalign so that it wasn't, you know, more painful than it, you know, usually mm-hmm. is. Um, yeah, there's space for the teeth to come in. But um, I should really send you guys a picture. Um, it's, it's funny. So I think that's why you're seeing more of these questions because Invisalign can do a lot of traditional braces used to do. Um, so this is Penny from Massachusetts, two science babies, 14 and almost 12. Um, I live in a 4,000 square foot house in um, near Natick, so that's like Metro West. Oh, we know um, I, have, I used to live in Brooklyn for many years, hence the 617 area code. <laughs> Tons of hot dogs eaten by my boys. Uh, I am vegetarian, so I think my any Fenway Franks tofu hot boys? dogs don't count. Thank you. They do not. Bye. Correct. Your tofu hot dogs do not count. 
Penny gets it. Penny gets it. I think you've made your um, rules pretty clear. I, well, look, I just like to restate them for anyone new to the podcast. Any any teen Austrians that might be out there listening, who maybe just picked us up from a random algorithm. <laughs> um, well, thank you for that for all those clarifications, Penny. Thank you to everyone for listening. We're now going to give an extra special thanks to our Patreon supporters. And I wonder if my orthodontist is still in business. I assume they are. Kaplan, Dr. Kaplan in uh, Lowell, Massachusetts. Hmm. Um, if you support us on Patreon. Thanks for the straight teeth. Okay. You can get up to two bonus episodes per month, and that is at patreon.com slash adventure. You can also get an annual membership and save 10%. Um, huge thanks to our Patreon supporters at at the $5 level or above, you not only get those bonus episodes, but you also get your name read on the podcast each month. And you get wow. the whole back catalog of Patreon oh episodes, my goodness. which is extensive. It is extensive. It's extra long now. There's, yep. We just did two this month. The second episode, I believe. <laughs> the was second one was long. <laughs> 50 minutes, probably yeah. about as long as this episode yeah. is. <laughs> so thanks to the following folks. Abba N. Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Alex Bell. Alex Liu. Amanda Fujita. Amanda Lady. Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew McClure. Angie James. Ann Flucker. Ann Kay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Anonymous. April Hall Weirda. Uh, Ariana Perry. Um, Ashley Sicily. Aurora and Zelda. Ainsley. Becca Foster. Bethany Whipperman. Uh, Bianca Loria. Brianne Hudson. Britt S. Baker. Bruno Macias. Carly Moore. Caroline Land. Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Cheryl Quick. Shinami Worth. Christina. Claire Dealey. Crescent Martin. Crypto Matt. Cynthia Meisner. Danielle Nusiforo. Deanna McLean. Diana Robinson. Thank you all so very much for continuing to support the show on the Patreons. We love it. You love it. And we thank you. See you guys next week. Bye.